Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, listeners. And uh, welcome to another banjo dicking Toe pricking, get down on your knees and hail Peter Cushion episode of the Beta Max Dungeon. Peter, hail Peter Cushion. Hail the Have you man. Been rehearsing that. I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, Peter Cushion. Yeah. Peter hail, Cushion. hail Peter Cushion. Cushing, isn't it? Put Peter Cushing. Yeah. That's what am I saying? Cushion. Cushing. Peter Cushing. He's awesome. Hail Peter Cushion. Oh, we got a. We got a great episode. Oh, we've got possibly got. Well, we don't know yet. Hopefully, we got a. Oh, great, it's great. We got a great movie, and we got a great. Uh, what's going on in the dungeon, mate? Well, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm hefting the wheel up. Oh God, yeah, sorry, but, I, didn't, I should have helped yeah. you up with that, but um, yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm lazy. Oh, oh, it is quite heavy. Uh, so I'm putting the wheel into place, Mark. Um, as normal, it's what we lovingly refer to as the wheel of Berkowitz bullshit. Um, and again, Mark, you are going to be the intruding appendage. Yeah. You know, some part of you is at a point will stop the wheel on one of the numbers. Well, it's always been the finger. That That is fine. Use that appendage. And uh, depending on the number, that will correlate to an episode from Eagle's Diary this week. Well, we've got the titles on the wheel, yeah? Yeah, so I'll run through the options, Mark, as I always do. Uh, so, uh, option, do you want to, are you going to do the bullseye voice? In one. Okay. Uh, Igor discovered more info about his bizarre origins from a one-eyed gypsy fortune teller in a back room in the swinging gibbet pub. In two. Uh, Kip Cardigan oh, is... Oh, no. Kip Cardigan is returned in the Dimension Hopping Punto right. with unfortunate news. In three. Uh, Igor found Etienne Mangup's monogrammed cigarette case down the back of the armchair in the book nook. I'm not happy about all this going on. Should, I'm going to lock it. Anyway. And oh, Eagle's... Uh, final... Yeah, Eagle's special prize, I was going to call it. Well, it's number four. All right. Number four. Uh, Eagle went to a pigs, 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 pigs gig. I don't know how many pigs it is. There's a lot of pigs. Pigs. Pigs, pigs. Okay, spin the wheel. I'm spinning the wheel, Mark. Spinning the wheel. Spinning the wheel of books. I'm now placing my appendage. <laughs> it is. I, listener, it is his finger. Look at the size of that. Look at the size of that appendage. It's an impressive finger, Mark. Stick it in the wheel. What are we landing on? It's landed on... Oh, it stopped. Yeah, that stopped. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> okay, what? Sorry, what did you land on? I landed on number two. Oh, number two, yeah. So, like, Kip Cardigan is back. Yeah. Came back in the punto. The unfortunate news uh, is that Dr. Fragshacker mm. and uh, Kip's ex-wife, I can't remember her name, they didn't make it. They, would you, they didn't what, make it out? They didn't make it back. They're, they're dead, Mark. They, they oh. didn't make it back. They, and, and, I mean, frankly, they never were going to make it. They were never going to make it in this world. Wow, well, they were there with the... The, if they were in Star Trek, they'd have been wearing those red jerseys, wouldn't they? Yeah, pretty much. That's a pretty accurate description of their role, ultimately, in the whole 
vortex shenanigan you didn't really fandango. get to know them that well in the uh, in the build up to the, no, the start no, of the no. plot no no they, they were um, minor characters but Kip Cardigan he's okay um, so as you'll remember the dimension they went into was a world of literary reversal so they've been back then well no they, they were stuck in that world for some so time how did, hang on right hang on they, they were stuck in this dimension no I've got a question okay right how did we know what was going on in this dimension if they hadn't come back? Through some high-tech, highly evolved radio equipment. Oh, right, okay. Operating on a frequency hitherto unknown <laughs> to man. <laughs> right. And Igor has obviously been translating these messages, and it was only just now that Kip has got back, giving him the information of what happened. Basically... As you remember, it's a world of literary reversal, okay? Yeah. So, coming back to our world, it was just the shock, really. That killed. I mean... Bear, <laughs> what, the shock of... Well, bear in mind, okay, they fully believed that Geoffrey Archer was a better political writer than George Orwell. All right? They believed that... I mean, in all... You know, Ooh. sincerely. They believed that Mark... They believed Mark Miller was a better comic writer than Grant Morrison, and that Grant Morrison was better than Alan Moore. That's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, you're right, Mark. I mean... Yeah, but is that really... Is that really... This was the world that they were in. This was the dimension, Mark. Is that 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 mental from what the world could have been? It's different to our world, Mark. Yeah, but it's Um, only like a glitch bit different, isn't it? They, it, this was a world where Helter Skelter was regarded as the best book ever written about Charles Manson. It isn't. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, a world where E.L. James... So still existed then. Oh, yeah, this, these yeah, people but, yeah, but, yeah, but he would have been... If it was literary and, and art reversed, he'd have been fine. He wouldn't have killed anyone. Because his, his music would have... Well, he didn't write great. a book... And the Beatles wouldn't have been famous enough. Hang on, the, hang on. This is books, Mark. We're talking it's literature. Just, I thought it was art as well. No, just literature. Not music. No, just literature. Oh, just, so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's hard to kind of get your head round. But say, you know, uh, another example. Uh, E.L. James is a better writer of smut than the Marquis de Sade. Oh, well, that's just mental. I know. It's a crazy world. Um, uh, no one gave a shit about Harry Potter, but everyone was fascinated with what J.K. Rowling had to say about gender politics. It's a crazy world. Nothing like our own. <laughs> Has he been up to anything else, our little fucking... Well, yeah, there's stuff friend. going on, you know. Um, not really, Mark. Not really. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Should we get straight into the movie? Because it's a cracker. Yeah. What movie are we talking about this week, Jamie? Well, uh, do you want to... Uh, uh, this week, Mark, we're talking about a uh, British classic, uh, Kill List. By Ben Wheatley. From um, 2011. I never thought it was that old. Yeah, yeah, it does seem newer. Um, I guess, you know, I always kind of try to sum it up in a sentence. It's kind of a... It's an occult kitchen sink hitman thriller that slowly warps into a folk horror mindfuck. That's exactly right. Now, there's a lot to dig into in this film. Yeah, yeah. Should we go through the cast? Okay, yeah, go on. 
completely forgotten the name. Of well, it. It, Ben Wheatley directed it and he co-wrote it with Amy, Amy Jump, Jump, his wife. At the time. At the time. They yeah. not together anymore? No. Okay. I think on the, I think on the on the DVD commentary, there's I may be wrong, but I believe I've read that there's a bit where she says at the start of the commentary we're married, by the end of it we're not. <laughs> so right, um, I yeah again I've not verified that, but I don't believe they're together anymore. I'm sure they're still friends. I think they still work together. Uh, yeah, do you think it's Ben Wheatley's best film? Um, yeah, do, do you want to, should we just, yeah, we would just say, Down Terrace, have you seen Down Terrace? That's like a kitchen sink crime family. Similar thing to this, really, but that gets chilling by yeah. the end. I kind of like that. Kill List, I do probably think is my favourite of his. Sightseers, I really like. Do you know what, I've never watched it, and I'll tell you why. There's a scene in the trailer that just put, I know it'll be great, and it'll, there's there's a scene in the trailer where they kill someone for no reason or something. Always, yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's just put me right off it. But like, it's still, f- it's a funny yeah. film. Um, yeah, I would recommend watching Sightseers. I those three are all definitely worth a watch. Um, I, I did enjoy a field in England. Have you seen yeah. that one? I get, it gets a bit too arty farty for my liking. I still kind of like it, but. Um, it's very, it's very sort of stagey. It's a bit of a mm. stage play, and there's re- really not a lot of actual. It's more effects. of an experience. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, again, I don't. I, there's plenty about it I enjoy, but I, I don't know that I'd rush back to watch it. No, um, no, it's a late night. Um, <clears throat> it's a late night movie. If you like that. Type yeah, of thing. I, you might get something out of it. I, yeah, I would watch it again. What's I guess. the the High Rise one? High Rise was like the adaptation of the uh, J. G. Ballard novel. Is it a faithful adaptation? Do you know? As far as I know, it's relatively faithful. I mean, I didn't like it. I don't like High Rise. Is that was a kind of story that can work well in a novel. Um, the actual movie High Rise, I didn't go a lot on at all. Have you seen no. High Rise? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it all the way through. It's a slog. Yeah, it's a it's a schlep. Um, Free, I didn't like Free Fire. That See, much. I quite like Free Fire. I, don't... I like the juxtaposition of Scouses and Americans. Yeah, um, but I, I, the characters weren't really that. It was a bit sub Tarantino. Do you know what I mean? The characters weren't yeah. quite. I, do, I, out do, I know what you're saying. Or... But for a, um, a, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I turn my brain off. Yeah, and it's not often he does a film where you can turn your brain off. It just it, a film build. It was basically build as a a movie. It was one continuous gunfight, and it didn't really live up to that. And it didn't. None of the gunfights even really stick in your head. No, in, for a is, mo- it, is it all under over a misunderstanding as well? No. Uh, spoiler alert! I think Brie Larson has set it all up so she can take off with the money at the end. This is the you know Shashela Femme. But you got um you've got Brie Larson and then Mark Monero in it. Yeah. And uh, is it Jack? Uh he's he's oh god, what's his name? He he's doesn't look like he normally does with a big beard and that. He gets shot in the ass. Oh, uh, he's, I've got a feeling he was in Midsummer maybe. Jack. Uh, I can't remember. Um, he also hey. did. 
Yeah, go on. Uh, he also did Rebecca. You could have checked that on your phone. I could have checked that on the phone. Um, Do you want me to check it on my phone? Well, what am I checking? The name of the guy that was in Free Fire, whose first name was Jack. Free Fire. It's got Chateau Couple in it. He's he's okay in it. He's sort of he's a bit hit and miss. That guy is an actor, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Although I quite liked him in Cillian Murphy, Chateau Copley, Army Hammer, Sam Riley, Jack Rayner. That's the fella. And I got a feeling he's in Midsummer as well. He's been in a few good things, I think. He's normally yeah, better he looking. Is in, he is in. Um, I think in Free Fire he put a, he put a bit of weight yeah, on. Yeah, he's he big in Free Fire. And, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just going through Ben Wheatley's filmography, he also did the Rebecca remake. Was that a Hitchcock film? Yeah. Is that any no. good, that Rebecca? Um, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's a good Sunday afternoon. Is it t- typical Ben Wheatley or is he? I haven't seen the Wheatley one. Sorry, I'm talking about the Hitchcock oh, right. one. It's going to be tough to remake, and I. Uh, m- m- I'm going to bow down to my mum's superior knowledge here. My mum's a big fan of Rebecca. She lo- loved the Hitchcock film. She liked the Daphne du Maurier book. Right. And she found... She enjoyed the new Ben Wheatley Rebecca, but she just found it maybe a little bit bland. It just wasn't quite... Yeah. Um, it didn't... By modern standards, it didn't really add anything to it. It was just a bit of a shallow... You know, this is what... Yeah, my the other... Thought. This lap, the the... The lockdown movie in the earth. I've not watched that yet. You've seen it, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Um, that and that's a bit hit hit or miss. It lo- it really runs out of puff towards the end. But there is a brilliant Reese Shearsmith is good in it, and there's a brilliant bit with an axe in someone's toes on a chopping oh, brilliant. block. All right. R- really good. Um, so it's, yeah, worth. Do you get the feeling like. he would have been better, a better director for for men? Men. Yeah. Well, I, I think Alex Garland wrote Men, though, didn't he? Yeah, but it seems more of a Ben Wheatley film to me. <sighs> Not really, because, like I said to you before, my issue with Men is that it's one of those films where ultimately you think all I've really been watching is what's been going on in her head. Yeah. Or what she's been imagining. And there's no real threat. No. It sort of... Or, I can kind of appreciate that type of film. Is it not her co- uh, coming to terms with stuff? Yeah, which is fine, but it's not. That's not horror, is it? It just makes it a kind of an emotional, psychological drama. Yeah. You know, like the the actual character isn't under any real threat. Um, not, not from external forces. I know there's always a threat from within. That yeah. is, if your mind's not right, there's always that threat, but. I don't know. I, it's just not my kind of horror, really. Some films do it better than others. Should we do the cast of Kill List? Okay. Uh, so, uh, Neil Maskell is our main uh, protagonist, is Jay. Jay. What's uh, he been in? He was in that Utopia TV yeah, show. Was he not in the, a couple of those Danny Dyer type football films? I would imagine he probably did show up in those kind of things. Yeah. The Football Factory? Football Factory. Or I might be wrong. Um, I, w- I never went big on them football oh, another, films. Um, no, no, I can't bear them. No. Um, another Ben Wheatley film we've forgotten was Merry... Is it Merry Christmas, Colin Bursted? Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, have you seen that? I've, I think I have. Because he's in that as well, and Neil yeah. Maskell's in that. That's just like a 
family getting together and it all going falling apart and that people angry. And it, a little bit of a play on Coriolanus, the Shakespeare, I think. Because originally I think he wanted to call, call it Colin Burstead, you're an anus. Or, so, honestly, it was something like that, like Coriolanus. Right. And I'm not, I'm, don't get me wrong, I don't know too much about Shakespeare, but I think the general plot mm. is a... Coriolanus, isn't it a successful general who's a base? I may be wrong, but and it's basically it's his downfall. He's slowly yeah, it's awful. His world, his world is falling apart. Yeah, Yeah. Um, there's a load of dramas like that anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So uh, Maskell's in it. Michael Smiley Uh, plays Gal. His his Gal, but his buddy Gal. I'm never quite sure about his name in it. It never it it, seems to be is said. It Gary? It's G A L. It's G-A-L. Yeah. Gal. Gal. Right, Gal. I don't know. They say it differently every time. Um, Mayanna, Mayanna Burring is Shell. Yeah. And she's been in a lot of stuff. I can't think of her from anything. I'm pretty sure she's been in some period piece. She. You'll be surprised by what she's been in. She has been in. Well, at the moment, she was in the Responder, Ripper Street. Was that a BB... What was the Responder? The, the one with Martin Freeman in. Oh, okay. That's sort of on at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Or recently, okay. Uh, she's in The Witcher. I like Ripper Street. I think I remember her in Ripper Street, the early series. Uh, she's in a couple of Twilight movies. Kill List, obviously. Lesbian Vampire Killers. Yeah, that's Corden. It's Corden and Horn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the film they fell out over, isn't it? Well, I, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> cares The Descent Doomsday I think that's what I remember her from The Descent in Doomsday I think yeah. she sticks out a bit in The Descent and that was a, that was quite a while ago now yeah what did um, you say two, 2006 what, the, uh, the five. Descent <laughs> five 2005 yeah she was in uh, I was probably flashbacks in The Descent 2 I've never seen The Descent 2 have you yeah, yeah. Is it just basically the same film? I think it's actually better. Yeah, it's better than you think it's going to be, part two, actually. I don't remember too much about it. It's been a while since I've seen either of them. But, yeah, it's better than you think it's going to be. It's oh, worth right. watching. Um, it's a bit like Hostel. Hostel 2 is good. Um, yeah, anyway, so Kill List. Yeah, so, so... We haven't even got onto the synopsis yet, Mark. No, no, we're still doing the cast. Oh, OK, sorry. Oh shit, we're still on the cast, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, okay, so Mayanna Burin, um, Lucy Fryer yeah. is Fiona. Um, Phone Shop, that's what I remember her from. Yeah. But she's got a really quirky look about her. She has, and it can. it's quite clever how in this film it's creepy. Yeah. Whereas in Phone Shop it's funny. Yeah. Whereas in this... It's, it's cre- there's something off about her, isn't there? Yeah, from, from, early... the, from the fucking officer. Yeah, there's just something not. It's very close to um, taking her out of the film a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, yeah, just 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 a little bit. Any more quirkiness from her, and it could have. It was a fine balancing act, I think, and they pulled it off. Did you? Um, do you is there any other cast? Members, you want because I mean that's the main. Yeah, they're the main. There are other actors in there. I think um, oh, the guy that plays the priest is it Gareth? I've seen him in other. He's stuff. in Down Terrace. Oh, okay. Uh, is it Gareth Tun? Oh, I, don't, I can't remember. It's just Temery. Um, 
they those weren't even words. My memory's <laughs> terrible. Um, is it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and the, the old the client guy mm. is is it Braun Rogers? He's Straw. he's effective. Yeah, Straw. That's it. Strawn Rogers. I yeah, think, he's it? been in probably been in a heap of stuff, but um, I'm not going to search that one. So if we so if we do, should I just do a real quick synopsis? Yes. Um, so basically, um, a hard up ex soldier turned hitman. Yeah. Who is uh, is fair to say. Uh, got some issues. Oh, he's got some anger issues. Uh, I, th- well, I think he's got PTSD. Seriously, got PTSD. Well, it's been eight months since the last job, isn't it? Was that Kiev? Yeah, was that the? It was a bit of and a botch. Nev- everyone talks about it, and you never yeah, find yeah. out what happened. It's a bit like Black Widow in Hawkeye in the Marvel movies. I was banging on about where they was. Is it Budapest? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit like that. Um, but he he. Him and his wife are undergoing a bit of a domestic strife. Money is tight. Yeah. They've got a young son. Well, I've got a, I've got a question about that, but that'll come up later on. Um, and he uh, basically gets drawn back into another job. He's bought a jacuzzi. For his back. Because <laughs> he's got a bad back. He's kicking off about it. But he... Um, because he's not... He's not dealing... He... he um, it's funny, really. In some ways, this made me remember First Blood, how that was very much about male uh, mental health. Or yeah. in, through a modern day prism, it's hard not to look at it as anything but that. And this is a similar thing. I never really picked up on it quite so much the first time. Right. Um, I mean, he's clearly in need of help. Yeah. Not just because he's a hitman. Um, but just because of the, how he is. Yeah. The thing is, he's not. It's not a family. It's not a secret. No. His, his wife knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She gets him the most mental guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, she gets his guns for him. Yeah. And she's always. When are you doing another job? Yeah. She is a. <laughs> shell. Shell in the film is quite an interesting character. She's actually. Ex, is she not ex Swedish? Swedish army. Swedish army. Um, or is it Ukrainian? No, she's Swedish. Because there was—is there not a suggestion that he met her on the Kiev job? Or is or am I? Or no, am I do I just get that? Out? Yeah. So I've just got that. Yeah. Okay. And there's no talk that she's from Ukraine. No. Okay. I'm not that. Yeah. No. 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 I. Yeah. She's talking to her mother in Swedish. Yeah. Um. Sorry. But she's in charge. Basically. Oh, she wags the dog. Yeah, she wags wags the dog. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so early on, I mean, it's really presented kind of as like a kitchen sink kind of uh, everyday. I mean, it's I, from my point of view. I, do, I, you may agree with me. From my point of view, it kind of represents what I suspect might be similar to a lot of working class kind of homes. Um, uh, in the early on, a lot of the fear or a lot of the horror or the unease or what makes you feel uncomfortable is the parents arguing with yeah. the young kid there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in households where money is tight, I know that can happen across all the social spectrum, um, that can be a problem. But I think in working class families where there's drinking and where... 
there is trauma, um, which Jay clearly is suffering with. Yeah, but at least there's... Uh, this is where a life balance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you've got to be of a certain mindset to do what he does. And obviously this dog in Kiev went terribly wrong or something happened the only idea we get of it is that he went off he was he had a list they had a list and he went off the list yeah um which he does in this again he does in this and you're with him every step yeah, of the oh, way and you, even oh. though you don't know what you you yeah we'll get yeah, to that we'll yeah. get to that we won't pick that later yeah. so so that's basically a synopsis isn't it really it's like yeah. a hitman you know, he's not... He doesn't the, want to go back to work. Not really. He's he's not right in the head. Um, he he can never... He, he couldn't admit it to himself. I mean, as we see through the course of the film, him and Gao are very anti-therapy. I mean, the idea of going to a doctor, the idea of getting any help, yeah. asking for help, which is so true of any... All, well, you know, men, men that aren't even hit men. Yeah. Men that aren't even hit men. Yeah, all men. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's quite a lot of men. Well, yeah. I'd um, fucking like to hope. I would hope so. Um, so, Gal's got a job that he, he's been talking to Jay's wife about. Yeah. Um, and she mentions it to Jay, and he's like, "Why have you mentioned it to her?" Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that, Gal. Don't do that, Gal. Wait, who's who's wagging the dog here? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Smiley's great. I do, I do love Michael Smiley. I, mean, he's, I hate dirty soap. It's probably my favourite line that he says in the whole entire film. <laughs> when they go to the hotel, yeah. and uh, Neil Maskell says, "Oh, we got we got a new pack of soap." We go, oh, I hate, "Good, I hate dirty soap." <laughs> it's just like, that's the mundane, isn't it? Yeah, it's just they're, it's, they're treating it like a, a it is like a sales. Well, the, well, the, well, we should say. I mean, early on, it is very kind of kitchen sink day to day, and I mean. Um, this may be different, undoubtedly be different around the world, but to us, it is very mundane, day-to-day. Yeah. The scenes in suburbia, the family life, it's relatable. I mean, the the, uh, I mean the, fam- the, the main family dynamic of the mum and dad is obviously clearly dysfunctional. A, the dad is a hitman. B, the mum is always driving him to go and do more hits. Yeah. Um... And he's traumatised. Um, but other than that, it, it, I think a lot of people can relate to the kind of family yeah. dynamic there. And when you're a kid, when your mum and dad argue, it's terrifying. That is a terrifying... Yeah. Is, you know, you hate it when your mum and dad are arguing. Yeah, and they really go at it. It's a proper argument. Yeah, yeah. they really go at it. Um, and, I mean, and I mean, that leads into the whole... Um, the, uh, the dinner party scene... Um, what she cooked the lamb wrong? <laughs> <laughs> were they eating? Like, I don't even know. They no, were there's eating a rack lamb. of lamb. Oh there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just he just picks up one. I mean, it's very rare that I've ever had a, a, a lack of ram like that because it's very expensive. And it's very hard to cook. Nice. But, but you, he was doing it right, but he couldn't get through it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And then she said, "Why did you take the whole lot? You're supposed to cut it off in the thing and take a bit." <laughs> he got his ass out of it. Well, like, he, uh, he, he's uncomfortable throughout, so you're un- the audience is well, uncomfortable. Well, he's uncomfortable because Gal's this woman, mate. 
Yeah. Which makes it uncomfortable as well, because he knows Gal's come round to talk about a job. Yeah. And he's brought a girl with him. The girl is acting... I mean, on the, loop, surf, on the surface, loop, on the surface, she's kind of charming, but there's just something off. Yeah, she's not right. And we find out that she works in. Uh, it's quite interesting, given the nature of the film, that she's basically a, a troubleshooter, uh, and she goes into places and sacks people that need to be sacked. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's very much that kind of. There's a backdrop of like the financial. There's financial depression going on, uh, credit crunch. Call it what you will. They're struggling, in you know everyone is cutting back. In companies are cutting back. People need to be cut. So there's that. Uh, there's that hanging over it as well. That's just like a whole other layer to it, isn't it? Yeah. But like you know, times are getting tight, so people have to go. Quite uh, literally, yeah, in that in that is her job. I mean, as I mean, it's no spoiler. As later on, we find out she's part of it. She's part of the conspiracy. Yeah, and I mean, we know early on because she goes into Jay's bathroom. Is that the second time she goes around? That's, that's the first time. That's the night. The second time. No, that's the very first time on the night of the um, of the actual dinner party. And yeah. I mean, that's early on in the film. And at that point, there's not really been anything kind of creepy or no nothing overtly occult. no she goes into the bathroom and writes uh, takes a mirror down takes a you? mirror down and basically marks it with a marks the back of it with a it's a sigil yeah and you see it earlier on you see it at the very start of the film yeah um, as a, before the credits I think the sigil is ex- etched into the screen um so and it's a recurring thing. Someone told me there's a theory that the sigil also represents how the film goes, the flow of the film. I'm not entirely sure how that. No, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really unpack that too much. During that evening, I mean, Jay goes nuts. That's when we really get the idea that Jay ain't all right. Yeah. Um, they're sat around the dinner table, and. It's always interesting to me. Uh, I'd not really picked up on it before, but his wife—he's uncomfortable throughout. What a- anyone is saying is yeah. irritating him, but then it gets to a point where his wife says, um, "Oh, Iraq, that's all in the past now," and that's when he loses his rag. And you get the idea that for Jay, Iraq isn't in the past. Yeah, he's reliving Iraq. This is even before Kiev. Yeah. It all started going wrong for him in Iraq. That may after that may have been when he left the army and become a hitman, yeah. which you could argue is like, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, well, yeah, saying so um, to be a hitman. Is yeah, yeah. Um, but then Gal's taken all in his stride. But is he? He is in the end. He in yeah. He um, it's so. I always find it fascinating that you look at the two of them. And weirdly enough, you know, you, you people judge on appearance. And of the two of them, Gao looks like the more lo- more likely to be prone to violence. Yeah. And, you know, just from how he is and just from the way they are, of the two, and, I mean, you'd be totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, of the two, you think Gao is the more the driving force of the violence in... Yeah. Through the course of the story, you realise that Gao ain't really yeah. got 
the stomach for no. it. No, uh, no, not at all. Didn't Jay tell him that his asshole's gone? You've lost your asshole, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it... well, they go and see a client. Gal convinces Jay to to do this job. Money's tight. Come on, do the job. So he says, "All right, we'll do the job." So they go and see the client in a hotel, and he gives him an envelope with three names in it. And um, at the end of the deal, they grow out this the client. Strawn, what's his name again? Rogers. Strawn, Strawn Rogers. Rogers. Grabs hold of Jay's hand, and he doesn't fuck about. He just fucking. Oh, yeah, it's a big slice, and he <laughs> seal this deal in blood. Yeah, sealed in blood. It's creepy. And it's you think then this is fucking gone safe big time, and um, they they obviously they, normally when they do these jobs they do them a long way from home, but it's it's within a driving distance. So they pitch up at a hotel. Is it within the tree? Do you know? Do you find out where it is? Or? There's not. I don't think. It's, well, they're nipping. In, they're nipping backwards and forwards. Isn't yeah, they? it does seem sort of in their area. Yeah, it's kind of convenient. Yeah, yeah. So they pitch up at a hotel, pretending to be salesmen, doing <laughs> the mundane thing, and then they go for dinner. What happens when they go for dinner? Ah, uh, that's like one of the funniest. It's films a great that, scene. Yeah, and I mean. Uh, would you agree that this film uh, it shares a bit of the, of the DNA of Dead Man's Shoes? A little bit. That yeah. how it can be really realistic. And even when it turns nasty, you can think, oh, this almost feels like something I've seen. And then it maybe takes it up another couple of notches yeah. into sort yeah. of film land. But it's still the springboard of it. I think a lot of people can relate to, can be like, oh my God, I have been in a similar situation to that. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Um, but I mean, basically, Jane Gal are at the, they're having dinner. Yeah. And they're a, ther- they're a Christian therapy group. And I, from what they're saying, it's like they've been talking themselves through it's trauma. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm using air quotes. They've been talking themselves through trauma yeah which in relation to jay and gal is kind of a piss take to them do you know yeah. what i mean because well, they don't they don't talk for it no no and i mean they're anti-therapy but at the same time it's like your idea of trauma you, you ought to come and take a trip around these blokes minds yeah for an idea of trauma um but it's one of the funniest scenes in the in the film um <sighs> I mean, they're muttering. They're sat at the dinner table muttering about these guys. Yeah, so he ain't gonna play. He ain't gonna play that guitar, is he? Is he, is he gonna? Is he gonna play? Is he gonna play that guitar? <laughs> the guy who's playing the leader of that Christian group, he was in Ideal, which was Ben. We, we was involved with Ideal. Oh, okay. As well. um, yeah. I can, can you remember much of the dialogue? I love the bit where. Um, he goes over and uh, basically says, uh, no more guitar, mate. Not, not where we're eating. Yeah. Time and a place and all that. <laughs> your, your time, was it? Your place is 100 miles away with nobody there. Because uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, you ain't. Jimi Hendrix, you ain't. And then he chucks his guitar down and yeah. it makes such a satisfying sound. <laughs> of like, boom. Um, but the guy, I think the guy says to him, um, uh, the love of the Lord can be hard to digest. And Jay says, not as hard as a dinner plate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. 
That is a funny scene. And then as he he's, he's kind of yeah. Then, sorry about my friend. Yeah, I'm ever so sorry about that. Apologies all around. I'm really sorry. And then he looks up to the waitress and says, uh, "Get him a round of drinks, love. Double double oranges all round." <laughs> Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> so the, the next morning they do their first hit. Okay, yeah, the priest. And the label comes up on the screen. Oh yeah, the big title, the title takes up the whole screen. The priest. Now you don't find out anything about this guy, do you? No. Um, they follow him around for a day and then they break into his... He seems a pretty normal kind of priest. Pretty normal guy. Uh, they break into his vicarage cover everything in plastic and hide in his cupboard. Now, the priest walks in, looks around, goes, what is going on in my lovely vicarage? Well, he doesn't say that, but yeah. That's well, just... you can see what he's thinking. Yeah. And then Jay pops his head out, holding a gun. Yeah. And what does the priest say? He smiles and he says, thank, thank you. you. Um, Jay says, turn around. Yeah. And he one shoots in, him in the back of the head. One, one in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, what did you think the first time you saw him say thank you? Um, well, you knew that something was amiss. It was creepy. It was very creepy. It's creepy when people ask for it. And, I mean, it's even creepier later on when the guy that gets killed with a hammer... God, God, God. Uh, God, we'll get there in a minute. Is, ...is also saying the same. But, I mean, you'll notice through the film, pretty much everyone Jay kills... Yeah. ...they all thank him or say sorry. I'm sorry, thank you. Yeah. Um... When we get to the end, and I will, we only leave fear, enough time to, yeah, to, to my, pick, pick, pick apart the um, So, so yeah. So he takes out the priest, and that that job basically goes to plan. Doesn't yeah, it? take out the priest. Next job uh, is the librarian. Yeah, and again, it's that big title card, the librarian. You know, um, this one's a bit different. <laughs> well, they, they they follow him around. The guy's got a lock up. Sorry, and he goes, for some reason, Jay says, I need to look in this lockup. That's never explained why, is it? Well, they're just trying to find out who he is and what's going on. And they know he's a librarian. And they, I think Jay's curiosity just wanted to know what was going on. What was he a librarian of? Well, we soon find out, don't yeah, we? Yeah, and it's pretty dark. Yeah, well, it's child porn, isn't it? Well, you don't know, Mark. You well, don't know. child porn. Well, you don't know. Well, I think they just mentioned. No, it isn't. I don't think it is at any point. I think it's made pretty explicitly clear it's child porn. I don't know that they ever say that though. You never see it. It's never. Exp- yeah, I I would assume it's that. It's the worst kind of thing you could ever see. But you can hear screaming. Yeah, but I don't know that. I I may be wrong, but I don't know that any character at any point ever says, "Oh yeah, it it was child porn." I think maybe. I think maybe it's left to your imagination, but it's pretty obvious. I think I think that's generally where you go. I mean, basically, they see the worst kind. I mean, these are two hitmen, yeah, and it it disturbs. Well, Gal them. just turns it off. Gal can't look at it. He's like, oh fuck, no, don't watch that, mate. And Jay watches. It Jay watches it for a while. For a while. In, I mean, Jay can't handle it at all. So does he cry? Do they start crying? Jay Jay is really upset, really, really angry and upset about it. So you know it's got to be something horrible. Yeah. Um, So they go to do the hit on the librarian. 
the best hammer death of all time. Oh god, it's it's long, protracted, drawn out, and it don't cut away. You think no, you think it's going to cut away, doesn't it? When uh, I mean, he takes his knee out. The bit well, no, with his they're, hand. They're, just beat, he... they're beating him for quite a while without the hammer. Yeah. Um, and he he says he wants the the address of the producers. Yeah. Um, Greenwald Street. Greenwald Street. Um, he sends Gao upstairs to get there's some money in a safe. Now we'll talk about what's in the safe in a bit. But while Gao's upstairs getting the stuff out of the safe, is that what does he get? Hang on, no. Talk about it now. What does he get out of the safe? Well, there's a load of money. Yeah. Uh, and there's pictures of them spying on the priest. Ah, uh, is that where he gets all that? Because yeah. that crops up later, doesn't it? All yeah. those files. Okay, so he's yeah. got that off the librarian. So, I miss that. Yeah. I was so, I was so entranced by the hammer. Well, yeah, because you got you got so distracted by fucking Jager. Absolutely. F- I mean, he hits his knees. Fuck me. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. But you'll you want it because he's a fucking child pornographer. Well, you don't. <laughs> well, you you know he's. A, He's, He's a librarian of something horrible. You're not 100% what it is, but you know it's bad. And that's got to be probably the worst thing yeah. you can think of. So you know it's bad. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, anyone's imagination is going to go down that. But it's never really explicitly... You don't really ever know what they've seen. That I'm sure they, I'm sure kids gets mentioned at some point. Yeah, you might be right, but they, I mean, you definitely never see anything of it. And um, no, God, you never see it. But in that, in his, in the lockup as well, there's a is there not a mattress on the floor? Yeah, no, but that's later on oh, when right, he goes yeah, to Greenwald Street. Yeah. Um, yeah, I my I mean, I mean, my memory is bad, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think there might, you might be right, there might be a scene later on where he kind of acknowledges, like, oh, you know, it's kids, gal, they're bad people. So you, you don't really need to know, you just know it's so bad that a cold-blooded hitman suddenly isn't so cold-blooded and he becomes kind of an avenging angel. Fuck me, yeah. And you're with him, really. It's horrible. I mean, he's a horrible character. I mean, they break his finger, They before they've even... He's got the hammer out. They've beaten him to a pole and broke his fingers. Yeah. And he starts he doing burned, a similar thing to the priest, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he burns a cigarette as well. Yeah. And you hear that hissing for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his neck. And, um, yeah, he's... I want to tell pl- him he, he says, does he know who you are? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Says, Do you know who you are? Does yeah. he know who you are? Does he know, does who, he know you who you are? He goes, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, who, who the fuck do you think I am? And, um... Then he starts going that it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, thank you. And that just makes Jay even more angry. Yeah, then he gets big you know, oh, It makes him even more it's out. like, who are you don't go thanking me, mate. So he goes to the toolbox, he gets the hammer out. Does you see oh. <laughs> The knee is pretty cringeworthy. No, it's the hand. The hand is well, because you see it splitting at the wrist, and yeah. you? you see the wrist starting to really go over. And then he lays him down. It's almost like in medium shot. Yeah. You see him put his head down on the table. And as he's doing it, the guy is still saying, thank you. And you think it's going to cut yeah, away. Don't cut away. And you, and you <laughs> really think it's going to cut away. 
your accumulated movie knowledge over the years yeah. tells you it's, it's going to cut, cut away, away now. Oh, no, it didn't. It doesn't <laughs> cut away. Oh, no, it's it still, it holds that mid-shot and he just fucking takes his... Sorry, that was a swear. He takes his head apart and he's still kind of with him. Yeah, well, yeah, you are. Um, but Gao is upstairs and he's hearing this he knows he's got to come back downstairs. He knows it doesn't. It's not really sitting well with him. I mean, it is still. He come, what's he come down and say? He goes, uh, "Oh, you fucking clear this out." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he goes, "Oh, we're going to what's the name? Of the we're street? going. To, we're going to Greenwald Street right right now." Does he not say then? This is what happened in Kiev. We went off the list. Something like that. Something that But to then that. he leaves it. They. It's a lock. Greenwald Street is a a lock up, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a load of skips in the yard, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's a, a building it's a, it's site. It's a building site or something Yeah, like but it looks like it's a skip higher place in the main building has been condemned but because it, it's got a sign saying building works, do not enter. But that seems to be part of yeah. what... It looks like a skip yard where they rent out skips. So they drive there. He takes. Does he take a shotgun out the back or he takes a gun out the back? Gal does. Um, Jay looks up to him and says... Going in alone, wait here for me. 20 minutes. Yeah, give me 20 minutes, then come and look for me. And that's a, that pays off brilliantly, oh, how that does. Um, so he says to me, give me 20 minutes. And you don't and see then, him for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, he disappears into the shadows. Yeah. And then you just sat there with Gao, and he's feeling a bit uncomfortable, and he's looking around, he's sat in the car. He's, looking, at his watch. he's having a bit of a drink, he's got a key aura or something. He's having a drink, <laughs> looking at his watch again. And then he's like... Yeah, this yeah, that is getting on for that kind of time. So he goes to the back of the car and he's got a shotgun in there. There's no one around, he's sort of quite furtive. Takes a shotgun, creeps on into the shadow shadows. Um and it's a good bit of filming because the camera is basically following him yeah. behind Jay. So he's seeing the aftermath of what yeah. Jay has done. And Jay is uh, the no, he first goes, he goes into an office first, doesn't he? Yeah, the very first office he goes into, Jace killed the dog. Yeah, and he's killed the guy that was sat in there who was boiling up a kettle because the kettle is boiling yeah. over. Um, and then Gao heads on into like the main kind of it's almost like a derelict building, which is like adjacent. Yeah, um, it's sort of just like a building site. He goes down the stairs. Clear a banging. Where's a thud? It's like a wet <laughs> thud. <laughs> That you can hear. And he, uh, yeah, that bit is amazing. He walks in, and Jay's basically got the last guy in there. The camera makes a point of showing you a grubby mattress on the floor. And Jay is just smashing a guy's head against the wall. And he's been doing it for 20 minutes. And he looks back round and looks at (laughs) Gal and he goes, Has that been 20 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Has that been 20 minutes? He's absolutely been loving it, smashing this purpose head in the wall. Oh my god! You know, Gal, I he's know, not even dead, is he? No, not quite. Oh, no, not quite. And then Gal says to him, "Don't he say to him, so what are we going to do about this?" And Jay just shoots the guy, just yeah. shoots the guy that he's been be- beating up. And I think Gal just goes, "Oh, brilliant!" <laughs> um, it, Michael Smiley obviously does it way better than I do, but. Um, the interplay between the two main hit men, yeah, uh, kind they have of, a couple of fights, don't they? Have a, one of a play fight against. Yeah, I think both of them are. They have a proper, have a proper of, fight. That's the worst. It kind of becomes a play fight. Yeah. Um, but there, but, but he smashes a 
Well, they're, but they are kind of um, they're sort of ex-military working class types. And I mean, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. That's. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to make a, a kind of broad gesture. But I mean, me personally, that's my my background is working class, and I've definitely known people. A bit like this. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know that when they've had a few, they do do things like that. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, all right, they're not hit men, um, but are you, I, you can see a bit of it in people yeah. of people that you know, um, and I think if anything, that makes it all that more chilling, doesn't it? When it does go really south. Yeah. Well, they they have a conversation because he's. Because he's in the car looking through the files, then, isn't he? That's what he's doing in the car. He's looking through those files. Well, yeah. Well, after after the, uh, the Green Wold Street incident, he basically says, "You you're you're losing it." Yeah. You need to. Then he say you need to go and have a long lie down in a dark room, mate. Yeah, something like that. Um, well, I would have to do all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think he, he takes him back to Shell, doesn't he? Doesn't he go home? He takes him home and they have a couple of days off. Yeah. And when Jay gets back, Fiona is in, in his home drinking. And yeah, right, yeah. earlier, er, earlier on you hear that Fiona, she's broken up with Gal. Yeah, she, didn't she put gaffer tape on his bollocks? Or yeah, something? a dear John letter. Yeah, no, a letter saying, I'm not interested. Or we're not, yeah. Yeah, no, I had to know. shave my pews off. She take the uh, balls no, off. No, 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 I know. Oh, um, yeah, it's weird. And then, but you hear earlier on that she's gone to Jay's house, and she said, oh, "I'm waiting." Which, given that she's she's etched a magical symbol on the back of a mirror, and that we we know that, and obviously the characters in the film don't. Yeah. It makes it that little bit more. What the fuck's going on? You, but you already kind of know that there's something quite sinister. Um, yeah. These people are uh, sort of minor cogs in a larger machine, yeah. and that kind of gets said to them later on, doesn't it? And it, well, it does. Um, but uh, they don't. They go back to see the client then. Um, yeah, so yeah, so he basically goes off the list yeah. and just starts killing people. They go back to see the client and there's that whole discussion about can we get out of it? Yeah. And no, they can't. Yeah, we're going to kill, kill you. We'll kill you. And your family. So. We'll kill your family. Didn't he say we'll kill everyone you've ever known? <laughs> what does he say to him before they... I, ki- I kill you, I kill your family, I kill your pets, I kill anyone that's ever petted one of your... No, I'm making I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after, after killing you and your family, I mean, that, you don't get... Saying, yeah, you don't get but yeah, I don't really care after that, do you? <laughs> what? Um, Not my neighbour. Is that so... No, Is there no wiggle room yeah, on there's that? Yeah, no, there's no wiggle room on that. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> But what does he say to him that makes him go for him in the end? Well, he says he. This is uh, this is kind of where it gets interesting. The client says, "You're just cogs." That's right. And there's a restructuring. What's you know, he says? What's going on here? He goes, "Well, he's just sort of, there's a reconstruction." It's a restructuring. Goes, what do you mean reconstruction? Is it reconstruction or restructuring? Reconstruction. Reconstruction. Yeah. Um, it's never. 
I think it was mentioned in the script, but it's never overly explicit in the film. But I think the general idea is that you've got a, a cult, an yeah. evil devil cult, and there are two factions right. at, at war. Yeah, I read that as well. And uh, this is like a power play. One faction is trying to kill off the other faction and take control. And because they're an occult bunch of weirdos, there's a whole load of ritual to it. Right. And Jay is kind of marked early on. Is a new leader or...? Or is a... Uh, is a potential kind of... If he, if, if he follows his, the prophecy, right. he could become... I mean, I'd imagine by the end of it, he kind of becomes their killer. You know that the the cult have killed off the other faction, yeah, and the new regime. He is the their guy that they will send out to go and kill whoever they need they to. Want. But I mean, that's not that's only a theory. I mean, it's not made explicit. Well, there's loads of theories. Then they get the they got one more on the list. Yeah, which is the MP. Yeah, uh, gets very interesting at this point. That's where it goes. Full on balls out folk. Horror. Oh wait, yeah. It, it, well, they're in the woods of this MP's house. I don't. Do you ever see the MP? I think that's the guy they shoot after the hanging. I think he is the MP. Right. Okay. I think I might be wrong. I think. Well, let's I think. back. Let's backtrack a bit. Because There's going. a bit of a thing about rabbits as well before that. And cats. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a weird bit. There's a. Doesn't the cat kill? Or she says a cat's killed a rabbit. Yeah, and he fries it up. And he fries it out with some liver and onions. Yeah. That's what they do in the army, I suppose, isn't it? I, I don't know. I wouldn't eat anything my cat's brought me. Oh, it's cooked, isn't it? No, I don't know. Yeah, but you could hold a bag. It's unusual. But there is a thing about rabbits, and then later on they have a rabbit before that night of where it all kicks off with the MP. Um, there's, there's also a lot of... Um, Arthurian legend and a lot of talk of knights knights of the realm and um, Arthur in Guinevere creep up a lot there's a lot of I think when the priest is killed there's there's like a pitch there's a wall hanging of Arthur right or a knight Um, when him and his son are talking about getting a dog they're going to call it Arthur, and if it's a girl, they're going to call it Gwynny. Right. Um, so there's that kind of whole... When you, you remember you saying earlier that Michael Smiley gets the file with all the different stuff in, they got a yeah. file about Kiev. When he's looking through it, some of the paperwork has got that sigil on, right. and there's also some of the paperwork, and it's like Knight's Tombs. Right, like yeah, that's different, right. Yeah, a lot of Knight's Tombs and just stuff... Of, just a lot to do with like old myth, n- knights of myth, that kind of thing going on. Um, which all, I mean, I don't know that there's any real answer to anything, but no. it all just adds to that ambiguous kind of mystery. Well, there's no answers at all. Uh, Not really. No, but there's enough, there's to, enough to build a picture. You get kind of an idea. I mean, he's basically being sucked into performing a ritual. Yeah. And even at the end with what happens, that's all part of it and he plays his part. Yeah. And he's been manipulated into doing it. Let's, to play back, it. let's 
go back a little bit. Okay. Right, so they're at... So we're at the MP. Yeah, we're at the MP. They've killed the rabbits. They're having a bit of supper. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating the rabbits. <laughs> they're eating some more rabbits. And they're just... They're basically... They're there to scoop out the, the area. They're not there to, to do anything in particular. To kill the bloke yet. They're just trying to find out his comings and goings. Yeah. And um, the girl's asleep. And then you hear the... Yeah, yeah. You hear a bit of, bit of drumming. And it's creepy. Yeah, yeah that and then whole it goes, bit is <laughs> it goes, it goes full Wicker Man then. Because yeah. he sees a, a trail of uh, torch wielding weirdos. Some of them are nude. Some of them are nude. They've all got um, straw masks on. Yeah, it's like wheat sheaf wheat masks, sheaf masks on. Yeah. Um, They're the, creepy. Whether the Green Man's involved in that, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not overtly Green Man. No, but it's it's a, that typical. Well, it's Wicker Man sort of shit, isn't it? Yeah, worshipping <laughs> nature, evil, pagan, Satan. There's pagans pagan. involved in there, I reckon, yeah. somewhere. Uh, just the fact that they're naked, that in nature, is enough for me. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, it, I mean, they're all sort of horrible-looking naked people. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not. There's no in no way is any part of it titillating. No, good God. They look creepy. Yeah. They're, they're creepy nude people. Yeah. It's, it's nude naked people not doing sexy stuff. They perform a ritual hanging of a young girl. Yeah. And um, it lingers on her. She's a, complicit in it yeah. as well, isn't she? She willingly... Does she say thank you before she goes? Yeah, I've got a feeling she did. I think everyone that dies in it says thank you or sorry. Yeah. And do I, my, my, my gal looks at, uh, he goes, just don't do anything. <laughs> he goes, don't do anything crazy. And uh, does the, Jay does the exact opposite and goes absolutely fucking batshit. Well, not really. No, well, I does mean. Does he start shooting her? Well, he shoots the lady that's hanging, doesn't he? Does he? I think he shoots her first. I might be, I, I may be wrong. I'm sure he, the woman that's hanging, I'm sure he puts a bullet in her head first. I thought he just and then, started shooting. And then the other guy that is basically leading the proceedings, who I believe is the the MP, Yeah. he kind of turns around and just lifts his arms up in a weird way. And I think he gets shot second. And I think that is the actual MP. Right. Then it goes batshit. I think, yeah. But then it goes batshit. It does, yeah. Because they pour after, I mean, it's, I didn't think there was that many. <laughs> oh, there, there's endless it's a, it's a, cult members. It doesn't stop. And they go back, back through the chases and back through the woods. I mean, they're hot on their heels. Yeah. And they take there's some tunnels. Yeah, they yeah they've got to the estate. They've got to like the MP's estate via some kind of. Like, old their gals had a map of this, so they can find their way through it. And these fuckers have bricked some of it up they get split up did you notice when they get split up they don't chase after Jay no they all go after Gal they want Gal out of the way but it's it's not really clear how they get Gal is it because he well it's just he's shooting them yeah they're, they're just pouring after they don't give a fuck they're just, sorry they're just where's it gone where's well, it right there Mark. the queens I'll put one in queens anyway an they're, they're He's a, they're in a narrow tunnel. They've been separated. Yeah, but he... he goes, He's trying to reload. And they're just climbing over the bodies to get to him. And they 
basically disembowel him. That wasn't really clear. Maybe I needed to pull the curtain or something. But on my copy of the Betamax, it was um, it was really hard to see what was really going on there. He he was walking up the tunnel, looking at loads of people that he'd already killed, and I couldn't quite make out what was happening. He was trying to wouldn't he shout in for Jay? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like there was someone there stabbing him. And it was like, it was well, a big, it was a big fucking bayonet as well. Yeah, I couldn't really... I don't think it was a little knife. And they basically just pulled his... They pulled his insides out. He manages to shoot, he, shoot he, him off him. Oh, yeah, he has his guts properly pulled out. There's a lot of good intestine action. I love a bit of intestine Jane finds action. him. And he says, you've got... Does he tell him he's got a... He's got a he goes, I'm done, oh, mate. I'm done for, mate. Yeah, he I'm goes, done, done for. mate. Because he's Jay's going, oh, we can get you out of this. We can get you. Yeah, out of yeah. He's like, no, you ain't, you ain't there's no coming out. from. There's no coming back from this, mate. We'll be, we'll be gizzards all over the floor. So, he shoots his mate in his head to put him out of his misery. And, and beforehand, and right beforehand, Jay, uh, right beforehand, Michael Smiley says, "Sorry, sorry," and then his mate shoots him in the head. So they're even, they're either thanking him or saying sorry. Did he just... manage to get back to his own house after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, he leaves. He gets away. Yeah. Uh, it's daylight. He goes back to the cottage where Shell and the kid, Sam, are sort of hiding That's out. That's their cottage as well. This is what I was meaning earlier. They can't be that skin. They've got a cottage. Yeah, place. or is it in the family? Maybe it belongs to her family or his family. It may not be theirs. Yeah. But they've got somewhere they can get away to. And he goes there... She doesn't seem all that cut up about Gal. He's really upset. Yeah. And she's a bit... She just doesn't really... Yeah, she's well, pretty what, cold, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, really. this is where it gets a bit extra weird. Because it get, the darkness falls. He hears a noise outside and says, They're here. They're kind of surrounded by lit torches, aren't they? Yeah. Um, he goes out to go try and he goes. I think, he goes. I think I can get them all. Yeah. So he thinks he can get them all, uh, but he gets ambushed, knocked out. Yeah. Don't he come across a kind of um, a gathering? Don't he? There, there are cult members in a gathering, a torchlit gathering. I think, and then he gets hit from behind. Yeah. Well, he gets ambushed. So. And then he goes back to the house. Yeah. And Shell proves that uh, she's got teeth. She ain't fucking about you, she? Yeah, not at all. Um, I think when she... There's a scene where she's screwing in a silencer into her pistol. Yeah. And she speaks in Swedish. Amateurs, is it, she said? Fucking amateurs, I think is what she's supposed to say. Um, And she puts up a good fight, but then, obviously, ultimately... Yeah. It doesn't work. It just cuts away from her, doesn't it? She hears glass smashing. It's like they're coming in through a window. Yeah. And she's held, she's shot a few. She's held a few off. But I think there's just too many. And, you know, by the denouement, denouement, obviously we know she don't get away. Yeah. So, the denouement. The denouement. The hunchback. The hunchback. <laughs> Across the screen again, fills up the whole screen, the hunchback. Now, Jay wakes up. He got his hands tied behind his back. They strip his shirt off. Uh, they tape a knife into his hand. Yeah. Um, and they put one of these wheat sheaf masks on him. Yeah. 
Um, they don't speak to him at all, do they? No, I don't think there's any dialogue. He gets pushed into an arena. Yeah, they're all surrounded. Into like an arena with it's, but it's proper occult. You know, there are naked people wearing yeah. the wheat sheaf masks. There's a lady that's got thorns bound round her eyes. She yeah. can't see. They're really digging into her, her eyes. There are guys wearing black hooded robes. Yeah, it's full on occult wicker man. Hoodoo, voodoo, bullshit going on. It's creepy. And then uh, pushed into the ring to fight him <laughs> is a hunchback. You said the ring. The ring. <laughs> well, it is a ring, isn't it? A ring. Well, it a ring. is a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this hunchback's got a big fucking blanket over the back. Yeah, and a big hunchback. And a big hunchback. And um, a sh- is the, the hunchback got a weapon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a knife as well. They slash him more. I think they. I think they, do, they, they do draw, drew, draw, draw first blood. blood. Yeah. Um, sorry, not yet. What? The hunchback draws first blood. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just gave a minor spoiler there. No, I no, I wouldn't. You, I, you said they. Oh come on! We're there. <laughs> Mark, we're not, come on! There's no. You can't spoil a film that's eleven years old. Right. What happens then? Well, say, come on, say. Right, on. he's pushed into this fight with this hunchback. He ultimately gives about 55 stabs to the back of this hunchback and the front of the hunchback. You kind of feel like he's holding off a bit to begin with, don't you? Yeah, but he gets into it and then just, just basically... Annihilates. It's Jay. Annihilates it's the Jay. Hammer. You've yeah. seen what he can do, that man can do mm. with a hammer and a wall. Mm. Uh, the hunchback falls on the floor. Does he pull the blanket off? Or does somebody come and take the... Yeah, you, he kind of peeks under. He peeks under. You don't see... You do see everything, don't you? You figure out that it's, mm. it's his wife. It's is with, with her son strapped. It's his wife and kid, yeah, yeah. He's killed his wife and kid. And what's really creepy about it is that, um, like in the scene earlier, where you see the lady kind of willingly hang herself, Yeah, the whole congregation of... The cult to start clapping, clapping him, and she and laughs. Yeah, before she dies. Yeah, but do you know it's earlier on in the film they're messing around in the garden. With oh, it's fake f- foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah completely foreshadowing. There's a lot of that going on in the film, um, like foreshadowing stuff that comes later. Right, we got to the end of the film. Yeah, so we find out that basically it ends there with Jay staring at his dead wife and the yeah. son on the floor. He gets crowned, and he, he gets crowned. like a wheat sheaf crown. And then it freeze frames and that's the end. Yeah. Right. What the fuck was going on? <laughs> right. What was the deal? Because I've read quite a lot about this film. And uh, some of the theories revolve that his wife was in on it. I don't think so. But then why was she shooting? I don't think she was. I, yeah. I, I, um, I think in the... Uh, commentary a commentary or an interview or something ben wheatley in amy jump disagree what what's interesting to me is that they couldn't say definitely either way either way what that she knew well yeah all they said was we don't see it like that but they didn't have a definite answer. No. I don't know that there is well, if a definite some of the answer. theories are like you get these fan theories that the fiona's been going around there the weird girl with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And either been brainwashing or manipulating her. Okay. Um, 
but then possible uh, possibly but then why was why was she shooting the the guys in the cottage yeah that yeah that if she was in on it she wouldn't have been she'd have just gone willingly I don't think she was in on it I think if anything it was more she was laughing at the irony that she'd been encouraging Jay to kill yeah uh, like um I mean it was a, it's a twist it's presented as so normal you know it not uh, maybe normal in a kitchen sink kind of way. They're dysfunctional. They're not getting on. They're rowing, but they're still they're still presented as normal, and you almost forget that he's a hitman. Yeah. And his wife is really the one that's always saying, "You need to go back out and get killing again." Yeah. Oh boy, you really need to get out killing again. We need some money, so. I think at the end, her laughing is almost her realising, like, well, well, of course, of course it's my fault. I was telling you to go out and kill more. And you're out. Well done. Yeah. So I think there's that element to it. I, I personally don't think she's... I don't think she's on it, but then... But who knows? It depends on how you see it. But in a lot of, like, say, like, The Wicker Man, as an example, a lot of these... Cult, folk horror folk classic. Horror, folk horror classic. The Wicker Man. You get an idea of what they what what they're doing by exposition, but you don't have a clue. You kind of figure out what they're doing just by the actions. Yeah. They there's they nobody stops to explain anything. No. You, you, why are these guys why are they saying thank you? But that's what makes it creepy. You know, that's that that's it's this is, in my mind, why Kill List is successful because it gives you, it's a mystery. It gives you enough of the mystery for you to kind of understand yeah. what's happened, but there's still elements of the mystery that are always going to miss be a mystery. And even the people making the film, they don't know the answers. No, they it's a mystery to them. The other thing that uh, puzzled me is he's clearing up all them dead bodies. How many of these people are there? Because they must have killed about 20 at that MP's house. Oh, well, yeah, they did and get the rest. Because they had those mental machines. Yeah, <laughs> machines yeah, it all goes a little bit. It. Yeah, it, all, it does all go. But it all still, because of the earlier kitchen sink kind of scenes, yeah. it, still, it still feels kind of rooted in a reality. Mm. Even when it does go completely bonkers, it still feels real. And that's that's why it's a clever film. I think that's why it works so well. How many stars are you giving? Oh, it's definitely Kill? five. Yeah, I give Kill. It's a, it's a strong five. Yeah, me. I'd give that five. Yeah, I give it five. In um, uh, just the dialogue between Neil Maskell and Michael, Michael Smiley. Smiley. Oh, I mean, great. they're so funny together. A lot of what they say. Neil Maskell is one of the best swearers. He is the best ever. Swearer. I mean, I think there's one line, I'm, I'm probably getting it wrong. The late, later on in the film, when they actually do kind of almost have quite a proper fight, and uh, basically Gao has been he saying to him, him Well, Gao says to him, You've been treating your wife badly. You treat her like a doormat, or, you know, she doesn't deserve you. And um, Jay just kind of says, Oh, yeah, okay, because all your relationships have been so successful. Yeah, thanks ever so much for that advice, gal. You cunt. 
And he slaps him. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> he slaps him. And then rolling around. You think, are they messing around? And then he smashes a glass. Of- because not in the face, not in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're, they're laughing at the end. You're like, oh, de-escalated. Yeah. Let's, uh, but the, the, let's the, go and kill this MP then. Yeah. But Neil Marshall, so, I don't mean this in the, in the bad way, but he's so normal looking. Yeah, yeah. He's literally, he could be next door. That's why he's so creepy. That's what makes it so scary. Because when he is angry, it's I mean, he, I mean, you, but you also could believe that he's capable of that. I think everyone's capable of that. Some more than others. You'd yeah. be surprised. Some, some of the people that fucking lose their shit. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be surprised. People can surprise you, mate. And then there are other people that you think, oh, that guy, that guy would murder you, and then probably wouldn't. No. Probably wouldn't. No, no, probably wouldn't. I mean, he's fucking terrifying in um, Utopia. Yeah, it went off the rails in the. I didn't. I didn't really get through the second season. Oh no! Yeah, no. It just... Didn't the Americans do a remake? Yeah, I think they did. Oh, but that all disappeared. Yeah. Well. I don't really know what happened with that. And I mean, did it? Did the story actually end? I don't know. Did it? I don't know. I didn't make it through the second season. I think it did kind of come to an end in the second one, but it just wouldn't. Um. Well, I can't remember it, it str- so it couldn't it, have been good. Be honest, yeah, it couldn't you, have been it good. Was, I only watched it for him because it was a bit of a struggle to get through anyway, but he was the best thing in it. I, it, it always annoys me that he's not in more stuff now. And, I mean, we, we were saying earlier, Kill List was a long time ago. Yeah. And off the back of that, he should have been... Yeah, I mean, he could... Like, he he's, could not, he's not got leading man looks, has he? He's not got... No, but he, he's a brilliant character actor. Yeah. And he can do... I mean, he swears... Really well. He's a really good swearer. I mean, when he, the bit where uh, they, him and Shell discover the cat is dead, and him and Gal are out in the back. Oh, he's fucking angry about that. As that well. bit is amazing, though. And they're out in the garage, and he goes, um, "Fucking like oh, that cat." <laughs> I, I love that cat. And Gal just goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know." And he goes, oh, well, neither did I until I saw it. Yeah. But then how that goes, where he goes, oh, well, they're sending a message, aren't they? Yeah. And he goes, well, it's been received, mate, loud and clear. He just does angry mm. well in that kind of... Um, it's like I was saying earlier on, You, of the two of them, he's not the one that you think would be more no, dangerous. If you're looking at him not really. Distance. Yeah. Yeah, but it wouldn't take you long to figure out that he is the first. Oh, too right. Yeah, he, he Just yeah. play a guitar in front of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not uh, reading. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time and a place, mate. <laughs> right, should we wrap this up on yeah. this? Yeah. We're not going to do a book now. Can I not even do the... No, 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 let's just leave it. Oh, but we I don't know doing it. But it's... But Mark... No. It's that... No, no, Mark, we're not doing it's it. That, it's that time Jamie. Of, Mark, it's that time of the evening. Oh, go on then. Mark, it's that time of the evening where we're dimming the lights and we're lowering our voices. And you're, I'm watching you, Mark, as you're putting on your <laughs> Hugh Hefner-esque smoking jacket. Well, I'm making a leaf on, it, Jamie. You're, put, you're not what, watching me, are you? I'm watching you as you're doing it right now. You're putting on your white archival gloves. <sighs> you're reaching up onto one of the bookshelves and you're pulling down one of your many leather-bound volumes of important fiction. And it 
again, Mark, it, it gets to that... Get to it. That It's that, Mark, it's that point in the night where I like to say, Mark, what have you been reading in your book nook this week, Mark? Well, as I've said... You have. Let's talk about what you have been reading. But we talked about it last week. Well, you've read more since then. Oh, we can't keep doing book nooks on fucking Moby Dick. Well, the, uh, my big issue with you, Mark, is that you do realise that our podcast is genre-based. We're a genre podcast. Yeah. So what genre is Moby Dick? Uh, it's not genre. It's not a genre. It's a work it's, of high literature. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, okay. Well, don't just not go in the book nook, then. We're in the book nook. Look at that, I haven't read any books. <laughs> you have read plenty of books. Have you read the comic idea? No. Okay. What are you, what are you going to read after what Moby is, Dick? Uh, I was going to send me another fucking week to get for it. I will read... Oh, I've, uh, I have got... Uh, you will be happy. Uh, Consider Flavus is on the list. Oh, okay. It's downloaded, ready to go. Oh, I think you'll like that. Can That's I, a ro- can that I, is a roller coaster. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I've started it. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of another book I read, and I'm struggling with it a bit, mate. To be honest. Oh, really? What? Consider Flebus. Yeah. Oh, wait, on an audio book. Yeah. No, no, I read them with my eyes. Read it. So okay. So this is when you're reading with your eyes. Why do? No, for the sake of the podcast, I'm reading it with my eyes. In reality, I listen to it. Right, okay. We don't need to maintain that illusion, Mark. An audio book is the same as reading. Jack Spark. Oh, well, yeah, we could do a book nook if you want. Right, okay, let's do a book nook. <laughs> the last you never cut any of the shit I want to cut. Yeah, but you're not in charge of the... Well, no, I know, okay. You can be if you want to. No, no, no. Do you want to do, you want to do some editing? No. Are you sure? I wouldn't know how to do it. It's on your bloody computer. Okay. The Last Days of Jack Sparks. Okay. By Jason Arnup. Arnup. Jason Arnup. Okay, so that, that sounds like a made-up name. All names are made up. I know. The Last Days of Jack Sparks. It's, it's If you can imagine an early to late 90s uh, NME reporter. Okay. Uh, he's had a few television shows. And he's yep. a fucking arsehole. Okay. Um, oh no hang on this is How to Kill Your Friend yes was, was that Niven yeah it? yeah. It's, it's similar guy to that oh, okay. a, imagine that sort ah, of guy yeah, okay, he's, that... A, he's a reporter okay he, he's, he's not a psychopath okay uh, he spends he's written books and he gets, he's written some books and he gets involved with doing drugs because one of his books is about drugs so he goes, try, goes and tries all these drugs and gets okay. on him his next book is him trying to debunk, to debunk the supernatural. So he travels around the world. He goes and watches a um, uh, an exorcism okay. in Italy, and then you slowly figure out over the course of the next three weeks he's completely lost the fucking plot. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. okay. So it's a bit. It's one of those kind of. Is it the supernatural or, or has he, he yeah. lost his mind? Kind yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, mate, it's a really good book. I would, uh, I would give it four out of five. And who, uh, who wrote it? Jason Arnup. Arnup. Yeah, he um, he's a music writer. I think he's written some episodes of Doctor Who. 
You seem to go for a lot of these books where it's kind of people that are working within a particular kind of field of journalism. What do you mean? Well, that 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 does sound a lot like that. Uh, was it How to Kill Your Friends? Yeah. And that sounded a lot like American Psycho. Yeah, this isn't like that. And that and a lot of those kind of remind sound a little bit like Brett Easton Ellis. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't like that. Okay. Um, Is he more of a likable character? Oh no, he's an asshole. Oh, so he's you, not murderer. Okay. He doesn't kill anybody. It's so he's just, not as no, he's not okay. near as bad as that. He's just a fucking wanker. Okay. Um, he used to be in Jason Arnold used to be an editor for Kerrang magazine. Oh, okay. He's in Lords of Chaos, whatever that is. Oh, that's all about the Norwegian death metal scene. Right. Okay. It was a novel. It was all about like Barsum and his writing um, credits are Ghoster, which I've read, which is very good. Not as good as the last days of Jack Sparks. Uh, Behind the Sofa, which is about the celebrity memories of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, Behind the Sofa. Yeah. Why would you call it that? Well, because that's, that's Behind the sofa. Behind the you sofa. Can't figure out why they would call a book about Doctor Who behind the sofa. Not really. Well, the old trope was when Daleks come on, the kids used to hide behind the sofa. Oh well, all right, well, okay, that's a tenuous. No, it's not bloody... that tenuous. It was a famous. Well, a bit. Say it. Famous... Did you hide? Did you hide behind the sofa? No, but it was a thing they they don't. Oh. Well, no, I'm just... but did you? Did you hide behind the sofa with the Daleks? No, but they used to scare me. The Daleks never scared me, well, man. I I, Scooby-Doo was more scary. No, the monsters in Scooby-Doo right. were way scarier. The monsters in Scooby-Doo were Yeah, Space Kook. He was terrifying. Space Kook oh, was... Oh, he wrote the... some books about Slipknot as well. Oh, okay. Them. So he's, he's in the music. He wrote some books. Is there more than a book worth to be written about Slipknot? Yeah, why are you shouting? Because I'm drunk. Let's calm down. Good night, Mark. Good evening, listeners. Thanks for Welcome listening. Welcome to listeners. another scintillating Don't episode start it again for of the Peter Max Dungeon. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>